Hello and welcome to episode 734 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, a very special date because it is the sweet 16th birthday of my wonderful twin nieces, Kara and Brielle, who are also my goddaughters. I'm so proud of them. Happy birthday to you both. I love you so much. Let us begin with the Tuesday prayer by St. Alphonsus Liguri to the Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain a good death. O Mary, how shall I die, even now that I think of my sins and of that decisive moment on which my salvation or eternal damnation depends, of that moment in which I must expire and be judged, I tremble and am confounded. O my most sweet mother, my hopes are in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thy intercession. O comfortress of the afflicted, do not then abandon me. Cease not to console me in that moment of so great affliction. If I am now so tormented by remorse for sins committed, the uncertainty of pardon, the danger of relapse, and the rigor of divine justice, what will become of me then? Unless thou helpest me, I shall be lost. Ah, my lady, before death obtain me great sorrow for my sins, thorough amendment, and fidelity to God during the remainder of my life. And when my last moment arrives, O Mary, my hope, help me in the great distress in which I shall then be. Encourage me that I may not despair at the sight of my sins, which the devil will place before me. Obtain that I may then invoke thee more frequently, so that I may expire with thy most sweet name and that of thy beloved son on my lips. Nay more, my lady, but forgive my boldness. Before I expire, do thou come thyself and comfort me with thy presence. Thou hast granted this favor to so many of thy devout servants. I also desire and hope it. I am a sinner, it is true. I do not deserve so great a favor. But I am thy servant, love thee, and have full confidence in thee. O Mary, I shall expect thee. Do not disappoint me of this consolation. At least if I am not worthy of so great a favor, do thou help me from heaven, that I may leave this life, loving God and thee, to love thee eternally in paradise. Today, friends, we're going to get back to the November-December 2023 edition of The Angelus, The Voice of traditional Catholicism. This is the publication of the Society of St. Pius X. And this is a review by uh, Amanda Evinger, or Evinger, E-V-I-N-G-E-R. It's entitled, Discovering the Wonders of Femininity with Father Carl Stellan's The Dignity, Mission, and Vocation of Women. Begins by saying, if you told me, when I was a young woman, that I would be sitting in an SSPX chapel early on a first Saturday morning with my husband and six children wearing a modest dress and crowned by a gorgeous chapel veil, bone-tired but grateful for my life of homeschooling and homemaking, I would have never believed you, and I mean never. For many of us traditional Catholic women coming to realize the marvelous nature of our God-given femininity is not something that just happened overnight especially for those of us raised without a traditional Catholic family, it has likely taken much personal prayer, study, and seeking counsel to discover our Lord's beautiful designs for womanhood. And even then, we still find ourselves struggling to purify ourselves from the modernistic feminism and other harmful attitudes that have been ingrained into us by the world. 
even for those of us who were tremendously blessed to have a solid Catholic upbringing, it can still be challenging to live as a true daughter of God and appreciate what it really means. At times, it can be far too easy for traditional cradle Catholics to take for granted the ethereal truths that have been handed down to them gratuitously by self-sacrificing family members, friends, priests, and religious. One enlightening remedy for women who desire to find themselves in the truest sense of the phrase, that is, to find their worth in God's eyes and realize the mission he has given them, is to immerse themselves in venerable spiritual reading. Personally, I have drawn much inspiration from the words of faithful Catholic priests who highly esteem the feminine nature. Having been raised in a radically feminist, anti-Catholic family and educational environment, I have had to search relentlessly for the absolute truth about human sexuality, womanhood, marriage, motherhood, and more. Over the years, I have especially appreciated the books and sermons of Father Carl Stellan, SSPX, a priest with 35 years of pastoral experience. Father Stellan penned the gem-packed little masterpiece, The Nature, Dignity, and Mission of Woman, Angelus Press, 2013, which serves as a lovely contemplation on and defense of authentic femininity. Over the years, it has helped teenage girls and women of all ages rediscover the immense dignity of being a woman when lived out in union with God's creative designs. Its message helps to ward off the brutal attacks being made upon women, attacks which either find their origins in Protestantism, which tends to view women as less valuable than men with no talents of their own to nurture, or in secular modernistic feminism, which pressures women to merely imitate men, breaking down the remarkable distinctions between the two sexes. Various topics it covers include the human being as the image of God, union of opposites, the essential vocation of woman, Virgo, Sponsa, Mater, Icona Immaculata, Woman as Homemaker, Woman's Mission in Serving, Suffering, and Hoping, Today's Problems, Preserving Her Beauty, Finding Her Vocation, The Specific Choice of a Husband. By pondering the insightful reflections within this book, I have come to comprehend the remarkable worth and mission I have as a beloved daughter of Almighty God. I've also learned how valuable the feminine maternal nature he has given to women really is and how the feminine mystique complements that of the masculine. As Father Stellan eloquently states, quote, the woman in contrast is the image of God's loving devotion to his creation. She shows forth God as the one who is present in us. That is why she rests in God, finds her protection, safety, and home in him. She experiences herself as the house of God, as the chalice, the womb, the receiver, the guardian of divine life and of love. She is the one who principally rests in God, while man is the one who principally seeks God. Her resting in God enables her to be taken up into the mystery of his fatherhood, into the primordial source of fruitfulness, end quote. Furthermore, Father Stellan's words have also encouraged me to embrace my calling as a wife and a mother in all its splendor. They have helped me understand that the noble desires I have savored since I was a young girl to be something great or to change the world are ultimately fulfilled as I love my husband and as I rock the cradle one precious baby at a time. 
Father Stellan writes, quote, Now, although the bride and bridegroom represent the eternal mysteries of God and his loving deeds and their contrasting characteristics, they do so even more in their union. This union is the prerequisite for motherhood, but in itself it also represents another value. Before she becomes a mother, the bride is the companion of the man. This reveals another aspect of her womanly nature. In their union, the two become responsible for each other on their way to God. As her husband's companion, the wife participates in his creative mission. The archetype of this companionship is Mary, the new Eve, the Alma Socia Christi, the most pure associate of Christ the Redeemer, who as co-redemptrix participates in his theandric or divine human work. End quote. The nature, dignity, and mission of women has also shown me that the struggles of married life, which are often very real and crucifying, are ultimately part of God's salvific plan for those he holds most dear. Quote, Basically, one must always keep in mind the deepest nature of marriage and family. The idyllic situation implied by mindless films and romance novels is a deceptive picture that no one should even dream about. The Christian understands from the outset that life, whatever form it takes, is a way of the cross. And this way of the cross and each of its stations must be accepted in advance. Many women have become saints through the difficult sufferings and sacrifices resulting precisely from their marriage. Perhaps the best known example is St. Rita, end quote. Each effort I make to love my children to heaven bears testimony to the mercy of Christ, alive and at work in this dark world. Each smile I give to my children warms their heart and makes the world a better place. Every time I nurse my baby or give a cup of water to my little one, I come closer to heaven. Each time I teach my children something about the wonders of our holy faith, Holy Mother of the Church is raised one small step higher. Quote, and God now enlists woman, in particular, in this loving and caring divine devotion to his creature. She can participate in the fatherhood of God as a perpetually fruitful giver of life, as a mother. She is privileged to serve life with God and in him, to be the source and mother of life. That is why the name of the first woman is Eve, mother of the living. For this reason, God gave her the peculiar features that she needs for this mission, physical strength to receive, bear, bring forth, nourish, and raise new life. He gave her the special quality of serving life and guarding and protecting it with care. End quote. If a woman fervently seeks the truth about where she belongs in the church, in the family, and in society, she will discover that she truly holds a place of tremendous dignity and honor. By entrusting her maternal heart to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, she will live out her role as a magnanimous herald of Christ's love. Quote, a woman, in contrast, represents God in his attribute of love. Indeed, before all else, she wants to love and to devote herself. This urge to love knows no bounds, like an unending stream that rushes along. She gives to the child the gift of life and watches over its growth. She protects and sustains the man's life by being for him a hearth and home, a place of refuge and security. She is responsive to her fellow men in their need so as to protect life that is endangered. 
to help the poor according to her means and to alleviate suffering. The fathers of the church call her the steward of love, the heart of the world. It is quite different with the woman. Exceptions aside, she appears nameless. Her personality withdraws completely into the background, end quote. Father Stellan's work reminds us all of the daunting brevity of life, the grand calling of womanhood, and the short amount of time we have to bring to fruition all that God desires us to, quote, Your life is only a short exercise in mountain climbing. It is God's will that during this short time you yourself reach the goal, namely the fullness of your womanhood, so that you do whatever is in your power so that others too might recognize this. The only true destination your task is to let the ideals of virginity, spousal union, and motherhood reach fulfillment in you, knowing that these are simply the threefold expression of your love, which should increase constantly until death, end quote. However, he continues, this love will only increase if a woman keeps the presence of the Immaculata alive within her, meditating on her often and yearning to become an ever more faithful icon of her. Speaking to the heart of a female reader, he shares that this boundless charity will grow. Quote, if you direct your unbounded power to love and your womanhood entirely toward Christ and love him immensely as your way, truth, and life, just as Mary Magdalene loved him. This is possible, though, only if you constantly get to know him better, meditate on him, and thus Fall in love with him in trembling reverence with all the strength of your heart. Take him everywhere with you. Discuss everything with him. Give him everything and trust him blindly, end quote. Finally, as a loving father, he exhorts her to belong entirely to the Blessed Mother and consecrate all of her actions to her and all shall be well, quote, she should be your prototype in everything, especially in your devotion to God and mankind. Go to her at every moment. Find in her your great dignity and a taste for everything that is truly beautiful and pure. Live in her, the virgin of virgins, the bride of the lamb, the mother of the whole Christ, both the head and the mystical body. And that way, you will bring all creation home to God in your heart through Mary, end quote. Mater Divinae Gratiae, or Pronobis. Once again, the book is entitled The Nature, Dignity, and Mission of Woman. It's published by Angelus Press, and the author is Father Carl Stellan, S-T-E-H-L-I-N. Dedicated that to Kara and Brielle. Very happy birthday to you both. You are both lovely, intelligent, compassionate women. I would like to conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org, halo-soma.org. Also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Those episodes have to do with RPM. That stands for Rapid Prompting Method. This is a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece Brielle was about eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now, thanks to God's grace and her hard work and that of her parents and her sister, Kara, working through RPM, 
We know that she's a comprehensive genius who composes music. She's a poet, very gifted in regards to mathematics. She knows foreign languages. She has all sorts of talents and abilities brought out through RPM. This has been as big of a breakthrough in terms of communication as sign language was for the deaf or in terms of being able to read Braille was for the blind. But you can't use a tool unless you know about it. So that's where you come in. Non-speakers are in a prison of silence until they break through to open communication via RPM. Communication is a human right. So please spread the word far and wide and may God richly bless you for it. And thank you so much for listening to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please tune in again next time. Goodbye and God love you.